Welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And in the NFL, as the playoff push continues, we saw some teams with some statement wins to continue their playoff hopes, and some other teams suffer some crushing losses and begin to see the sunset on their season and playoff hopes. And this week, we'll start, as we always do, with recapping the Buffalo Bills. And this week, the Bills defeated the Dallas Cowboys with a score of 31-10. to 10. Rob, what are your thoughts on this game? So very much excited for this game. I know we both picked the Cowboys to win, and the Bills came out and shocked the world. And they just crushed the Cowboys from the get-go right out of the gate, and the Cowboys really were not able to gain any momentum and gain back in any way. Really like what I saw from the Bills' defense, just coming out and making Dak uncomfortable, really not allowing him to make any nice plays that we've seen from them all year, and really uh, like preventing that run game from getting going as well. The fact that they got off to a nice start really uh, forced Dallas to go into that passing offense pretty much all game, and the Bills were up to the task of shutting down this elite Cowboys offense. And for me, really, the, the biggest point that I'd love to see, it's something I've been bonding the table on all year, was James Cook getting really involved in this offense. I just, for, for some reason, I saw this guy. He, he has a lot of speed. He's got a lot of physicality. I know he's got some problems with fumbling the ball. But give him the ball, and you, your offense will succeed. And that was kind of the, the hallmark of this game. James Cook absolutely just dominating that Cowboys D. Absolutely. Cook was absolutely dominant. He, he truly was incredible in this game. Uh, I mean, it was nice to see for a Buffalo offense, for sure. I mean, if you were to tell me that Josh Allen threw for 94 yards, like, you would obviously think the Bills lost this game. Oh, yeah. But that was not the case, as their ground game was just amazing, and they never let up. And, like, it, they were just basically getting it for free all day. It seemed like it just seemed so easy for them all day, that offense. And interesting uh, for the defense, too, to shut down the Cowboys like they did, like you had mentioned, like, was just incredible. 6.3 yards per... 6.3 yards per completion for Dak. Like, that is so good for a defense to have that low a number. So I was just super, super impressed by the Bills' defense for what they were able to do as well. Yes. And with that, in, with all those injuries too, with the lack of starters that they like, they they just playing a lot of their backups in there, and then you also had Micah Hyde uh, out, and that's just been really impressive. And I said earlier in the year, if this Bills team wants to make a run, it's going to be their defense that's going to have to step up, and they have done so these last couple weeks against some pretty good offenses here in the Chiefs and the Cowboys, really just shutting them down completely. And really with this offensive coordinator change, I think this has really helped them. Ever since uh, Ken Dorsey was gone, they've had pretty good performances here um, with the offense, just more consistency. And really, this is uh, a really this is my favorite game from them all year because they showed that they can win in a different way on offense. I mean, like like you said, if we, if we show that Allen only had 94 yards, we probably think this game would be 31-10 going the other way. But the fact that the Bills, now they can show us that, hey, we can win and Josh Allen doesn't have to put the cape on, that to me just shows that, man, this is a team that we got to take seriously going forward. Despite the record, I think we can 100% say, like, this is a team that nobody wants to play in January, even though they're still nowhere near confirmed for a playoff spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, like, they have a solid shot to win this division. I mean, if they win out... 
they'd likely win the division. I mean, Miami has some really tough games here against the Dallas Cowboys and the Baltimore Ravens. Good chance that the Dolphins lose both those games. I mean, those are some pretty physical teams, and Dolphins really haven't beaten anyone of note this year. So if the Bills are able to string together some wins here and beat Miami in the final week, we could be looking at the Bills hosting a playoff game this year, which is crazy to say um, considering how they struggled earlier in the year. But I really still am a little bit, um, I'm not completely sold on them just because of the consistency. I'd love to see them win three games in a row. And this is going to be the perfect test. Just going up, can you do this week in, week out? Can you be that team? Because I, I don't think any of us doubted their potential. I think we all knew that they could be a really good team, but we just need to see them do it week in and week out. 100%. And I think that's a lot of the reason why that a lot of people have McDermott on the hot seat this year because of that. Yes, 100%. And from there, we go on to the Green Bay Packers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Green Bay got leveled on the defensive side of the football, losing 34-20 to and allowing Baker Mayfield to throw for almost 400 yards. So, Scott, what were your thoughts from this matchup? I think the defense came out and they really showed the true colors today or in this game. I mean, they were able to get the Bucs into like second and third long situations often like very often and still the Bucks were able to convert on almost every single time I don't know how many times I saw them when those long situations they were able to convert which is even more frustrating to watch as a fan like when you're seeing your defense able to put them behind and then still getting converted on over and over again yeah, 100%. And we, like you said, we had them in long yardage situations many times, and the Bucks converted on many of those. They went 7-11 and 11 on third down, and we forced five sacks on them. We got some good pressure all game, but the secondary and the linebackers were playing way back. And this is something that we talked about last week against the Giants in that final drive, playing really soft coverage. Packers just have played really soft coverage this whole game, and Baker Mayfield was shredding that defense. I mean, 158.3, perfect passer rating, first quarterback to ever do do that in Lambeau that wasn't on the Packers and they just the Bucks looked like a, t- a top caliber offense which as much as we both love Baker Mayfield and we're a bit higher on the Bucks maybe than some people are we can all agree this is not an elite offense this is an offense we saw just really look bad against the Falcons and they looked like superstars here in this game yeah 100% I think it's not a point to be taken lightly when you're talking about the Green Bay team and on other hand on the offense like was good. Jordan Love almost starting for 300 yards at again, like being fairly efficient. In there's some more left to be desired on the ground game, but like coming from Aaron Jones' first game, like you can get a little bit of a pass in that. Like you'd like to maybe a little bit more from the offense, but I think overall this game wasn't the offense's fault. No, not at all. And Jordan Love has been rock solid this year. I mean, I know we had those kind of weeks where he was not playing so well, but even during those weeks where he was struggling, I never thought he was the main reason why they lost. I always thought it was very, very suspect and not great play calling at all from the floor, as well as a very bendable defense that lost in those games. And now that he's playing really well, Jordan Love among the best quarterbacks in the league, I think, um, in these last few weeks, especially with all the injuries, it's really obvious that the flaws of this team are not at the quarterback position. And this is what we saw last year. I mean, Jordan Love is having just as good of a season statistically, and I would say even better, than Aaron Rodgers did with this same Packers team last year. And they're none the better. 
And that really just goes to show you, like, this is a team that is flawed. And I think, like you said, it really lies at the defensive level, which is extremely frustrating because we have spent many top picks on these defensive players. This is a defensive roster we have really invested heavily in with a lot of draft capital. And they should be a lot better than this. So Joe Barry is really on the hot seat here. But going back to the point of what you said about uh, love at least matching or doing better than last year. Yeah, he has. He's already matched Rodgers' numbers from last year. Rodgers last year, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns. That's where Love is already at right now with games yeah. left to go in the air. Yeah. And Love's on pace for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. Right. I, I think we're getting dangerously close to saying Love is the guy, like, for sure. Yes. It's been quite impressive with all the kind of the turmoil here. I mean, Christian Watson, he's been in and out in the lineup all year. Aaron Jones, we have not had him for the majority of the season. Dave Bakhtiari, he's been out all year. Jair Alexander, he's been out the majority of the year. And still, Jordan Love looks like by far the most poised and mature t- player on this offense and really on this team, just week in and week out, just not making those huge mistakes. And obviously, he's been inconsistent, but I have yet to see the game where Jordan Love lost them this lost them a game. Like I've yet to say this year, oh my gosh, Jordan Love lost them lost us this game. It's always been no, he's been decent enough. He's usually able to get us in a position to win it. So going forward, I think we really got to keep our eyes on this Packers defense and see if they can turn it around. Right. And from there, you go on. We are going to go on to the NFL's Clown of the Week for Week 15. Everybody loves the good clown, and now it's time to meet the NFL's Clown of the Week for this week. And this week, the Clown of the Week is Atlanta Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. So last week, in a game for the Falcons, they were able to put out one of the best offensive performances that they had had all year. With their performance, like Ritter throwing for over 300 yards, as well as the group of Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan Robinson combining for 27 touches and over 300 yards between the pair of them. And then this week, you go in and give that group 13 touches combined. Tyler Algier had more touches than your three top players. Tyler Algier, who goes for 3.4 yards per carry, that's good for 43rd best in the league. You know who's 13th? Bijan Robinson, more than a yard per carry, more than him. And you're just taking him out of the game? You want to take him and sit him because he had a fumble? You know who had two fumbles this week? Kyron Williams. You know who also had 152 yards this week? Kyron Williams. And you know what else? Drake London, he is number five among wide receivers in the NFL in catch percentage. Throw him the ball. He went absolutely nuclear last week with 172 yards on 10 catches. Why are you not throwing it to him? Why are you not putting the ball in your best player's hands? Like, that is Arthur Smith taking his players out of the game, especially when it comes to Bijan Robinson. Arthur Smith, you are the clown of the week for losing a game to the Carolina Panthers. And from there, we will go on to game picks for the NFL Week 16. But first, with the recap, last week, me and Scott both went 12-4, and and on the season, Scott is 147-77, and and I have 141-83. and So Scott still holding that six-game lead as we enter Week 16. And we'll start with the Thursday night game between the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams. So Scott, who do you have winning this game? I have the Rams winning this one. And I do as well. 
this game actually has absolutely insane swing potential in terms of playoff odds for this one. I don't know if you had seen that. Like, just, like, really insane. I think it was, like, a each team must be close to 70% chance locked for the playoffs, but could drop to, like, 10% or less with a win or loss in this one. Oh, wow. Yeah, the L.A. Rams, though, I I really like them a lot more than the Saints, and I feel pretty confident that they're going to be able to get the job done here. Just looking like a very, very like dare I say a very very good team and could be a contender in this tough NFC I know the the top is very, quite heavy with the Niners and like the Eagles and the Cowboys whatever you want to think of them and their flaws but the Rams looking really good playing some of the best football in the league the last few weeks and the Saints have looked very inconsistent as a team I really am not believing in this Derek Carr thing with the Saints I think it's quite obvious that that experiment has failed if you can have a Saints defense playing as good as it has the last two weeks, you can contend, I think, for sure. But that offense has had such a struggle to do almost anything. Like in games where they are just like gifted wins, it still looks so hard for them. Like nothing ever seems easy for that team, despite having the easiest schedule in the NFL. Yeah, and you look at two different, very different teams in terms of coaching. And like Dennis Allen, do, does anyone really trust him as a good head coach? I certainly don't. Sean McVay and the Rams just won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago and is regarded as one of the best offensive coaches in the league. So I'm not giving up on this Rams team. To If they get in the playoffs, I think they could really upset one of the big dogs in the NFC. I think I'd be with you on that. I mean, I think we'd both agree that the NFC playoff picture would be much more interesting with the Rams in it. 100%. And from there, we go on to the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Steelers having a rough go of it these last few weeks. Who do you have winning in this matchup? Are the Bengals winning in this one? And I do as well. So, Bengals, really interesting. Jake Browning throwing for over 300 yards again. Yes. And just a really crazy comeback in their game versus the Vikings to keep their hopes alive. Oh, looking a little bit more slim than some teams. Like... Just such an interesting story about how good Browning has been recently and that offense, despite Burrow being out. I know, and it's crazy. They're gonna He's going to have an extra test this week going up against a tough division opponent. And also, I believe Jamar Chase may not be playing for this game. So it's going to be a, kind of an uphill struggle here against a Steelers team that is quite desperate and really has to win all of their games if they want to have a shot at the playoffs here. And you know what? I think I'm going to go with this. I'm going to change it midair pick. I'm going to go with my Steelers just because this is it. Like you have to win this game. Mike Tomlin, you got to get that nine win, um, you know, benchmark to keep your streak alive. Division opponent. Let's do this. Steelers, this is your chance. All right. Uh, yes. The rare midair chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm looking at their schedule and they got Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. They have to win two out of three. If they lose this game, do I really think they can beat Seahawks and Ravens back-to-back weeks to get Tomlin to nine wins again. I don't know that I'd be willing to say that. So this is a must-win for the Steelers. I like them in in must-win spots, so I'm going with Pittsburgh here. All right. And there, from there, we go on to the Buffalo Bills against the L.A. Chargers, the Saturday night game, and Chargers, first game without Brandon Staley as the head coach. Do you think that gives them enough to beat the Buffalo Bills? No, I do not. (laughs) And I would have to concur. Yeah, I think we saw also how weak they were 
just last week versus the Raiders, and I don't think a whole lot's going to change. I mean, when we talked about previously the interim coach, Spark, but I really don't think that we are going to see too much of that, as I believe they will run into the buzzsaw that is currently the Bills, and I'm predicting a very big game for this Bills offense. Yeah, it just kind of feels like that time of the year for the Bills when they start rolling teams. And this is exactly the type of game that we want to see. I think it's going to be a classic like 38-3 to game from the Bills here, like we're so used to seeing. But I absolutely buy into the interim coach spark. I mean, we've seen it happen uh, several times throughout the last few years. But I don't think that'll be enough on your backup quarterback. just feels like this Chargers team has kind of just tapped out at this point. 100%. And from there, you go to the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And who do you think will win this perplexing matchup? I have the Falcons winning this one. And I do as well. I can't believe we're both on the Falcons. Oh, we <laughs> I cannot believe it. I thought that I would be like sneaky with this one, but I guess we're on the same page here. Yeah, both one that sneaks up. Like I, I'm just thinking, like this. This just seems like the pick. It just kind of seems like it. It does. Just to make the NFL just a little wackier. Now we're maybe moving to another three-way tie for the NFC South yet again. I mean, because just how crazy would it be if the Falcons won the division with as bad as they've been, with everything that I just talked about in the clown of the week, that they would still have a chance at winning that division? Right? I mean, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, you look at, like, this Falcons team is just so weird. I mean, they come in, like, streaks, too. Very streaky team. Like, they lost to the Titans, Vikings, and Cardinals in in consecutive weeks. They beat the Saints and the Jets. Then they lose to the Buccaneers, Panthers again. I mean, this Falcons team is just impossible to predict. And so I just thought, hey, this is a weird game. The Colts are a really good team, I think. Maybe uh, over-exceeding a little bit at this point. And I think maybe, I don't know, just feels right. Falcons on the win here. Yeah, I would agree that the Colts are over-exceeding a little bit. Especially they were a bit banged up this week. Some injuries to Michael Pittman, Zach Moss. I mean, they've now got a running back room led by Trey Sermon and uh, yeah. Tyler Goodson. So... Yeah. I don't know how much you want to trust that. Like Minshew has looked very good of late, but I don't know how much that can carry the Colts into the postseason. Yes, I would agree. And going from there, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Tennessee Titans. So Will Levis, not sure if he's going to be able to play for this game, so we could be seeing Ryan Tannehill here. And who do you have winning this game? I have the Seahawks winning in this one. I do as well. How about that last game, Monday night, Seahawks, Drew Locke come back to beat the Eagles. It felt very similar to a spot when Geno Smith came in for that same team just a year ago and won. Yes, absolutely. And you got to have that absolute like amazing environment in Seattle. I think that definitely contributes to it. And right now, this Seattle team is not a team that's quarterback dependent. I think that's why Drew Locke was able to do that is because they can get by with – I mean, Geno Smith's been good, but he hasn't been like this amazing gunslinger that's thrown it all over the yard. They're just kind of a nice, solid, rounded, consistent team. And going up against the Titans, who I think have played well the couple last couple weeks, I just think the Seahawks, in a much more desperate spot, have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. And Pete Carroll is going to have them all hyped up and ready for this game. Yeah, Seahawks for sure another team that this is a really big game for as their playoff uh, odds hinge very severely on this game. All right, you got to have this one. And going on from there, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings. So who do you think wins this NFC North battle? I have the Lions winning in this one. And I do as well. And what a great prediction from you last week, going on the Lions to win by more than 10. Uh, they won by, I believe, 25 points here. 35 points, actually. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think I finally got that right. As uh, I do believe in this Lions team quite a bit, and I think they've got a really good offense, and uh, they were able to show it. I think they they needed that to be able to come on and go, hey, we're still here, we're still around, we're still a heavy contender in the NFC, and I think we're going to keep seeing that this week versus Minnesota. Yes, absolutely. By the way, 25-point win uh, over the Broncos there. Lions are a team that I really want to declare among the top dogs in the NFC, but I don't know that I can do it yet. I think the Lions play very well at home. They play very well when their offense is able to do its thing, kind of like a Miami, but when they get punched in the face, I'm not sure if they can respond. I mean, they got punched in the face by the Packers, and they weren't able to respond. They got punched in the face by the Bears, and they weren't able to respond. So these are not like these are elite caliber teams that are doing this to them. But in spots like this, I do think, you know, dome game, Lions not uh, really suited for uh, harsh weather. So indoor stadiums, also games at, at their own stadium, I think they're going to roll. But I still, to really believe in the Lions, as I've really heavyweight contender, I'm going to need to see a little bit more. Yeah, I would agree. And from there, you got the Washington Commanders taking on the New York Jets. And who do you have winning this battle of the bottom feeders? I have the Commanders winning this one. And I do as well. And uh, I saw this described very well as a movable, very movable force against a very stoppable object. Yeah, I saw that. As we have the number 32 ranked defense versus the number 32 ranked offense. Yeah, should be a very interesting game. See which one gets the better of the other. But I think in, in today's NFL, you got to go with the better offense here. Uh, the Jets just look completely lifeless, completely dead. Aaron Rodgers did get activated off IR, so I don't know if we're going to see him playing this game. I doubt it, but... Uh, yeah, Commanders, it just feels like they have a little bit more life than the Jets. I would agree. And from there, you got the Green Bay Packers taking on the Carolina Panthers, who just came off their second win of the year. Do you think they get their third in this matchup? No, I have the Packers winning this one. And I would have to agree. And 100%, this is a must win for the Packers, who have kind of seen their season spiral out of control the last couple of weeks after most of the national media being extremely high on them after taking a really nice win versus the Chiefs. Yes, I would agree. And they really came up and just out of nowhere from the depths of just kind of what we thought was a, a totally washed season, calling them, I went even so far as to say were their bottom feeders, really rose up from the dead and got on a lot of people's radar, but just as quickly fell back down to the mean here. So this is just kind of the mark of a young team. Luckily, their schedule isn't hard. They face the Panthers, Vikings, and Bears, and they, they beat the Bears already early in the year. Panthers are the worst team in the league. So if you win all three games, you have a decent shot to get in. And I do believe that they have enough steam to certainly win this game. And I do as well. And from there, you got the Cleveland Browns taking on the Houston Texans. So Texans pulling out a nice win over the Titans. Browns was getting a little scary there, but Joe Flacco was able to pull them out and beat the Bears. Who do you think wins this week? I had the Browns winning this one. And I agree. Yeah, so both these teams, I think was very interesting as they found ways to different ways to win these games for me the Texans really impressed as a lot of their season really hinged on how good CJ Stroud has been so without him like they were relied and this game was won by a defense who has been suspect and a run game that has been absolutely atrocious all year like both of them things were very good reasons why they won and the Browns on the other hand like Flacco has been their best option that they've had all year at quarterback at least in terms of like yardage he's throwing the touchdowns like no other quarterback has given them the production that he has this year which is just amazing for a quarterback that you pulled off the street not long ago 
Yes, and I know it might be a little deceiving with those three interceptions. Uh, they weren't bad throws. Uh, at least a couple of them were not bad throws. And the way that he was able to pull them out of this game, the defense of the Browns, obviously elite tier. I mean, that, that 17 points very deceiving with the field position that the Bears got on some of those turnovers. And, yeah, the Browns really not running the football well with uh, Ford and Hunt that last game. And really all year it's kind of been up and down with the run game. Flacco really throwing for some big yards and just providing them with the spark that they have needed all season long. I said it last week, the Browns are going to win out this year and win a playoff game. I'm still very much committed to that take. I think the Browns roll in this game. And from there, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And who do you have winning this matchup? I have the Jaguars winning in this one. And I am going to go with Tampa Bay here. Okay, interesting one. So on my hand, I believe that I think the Jaguars are due for a big win here. I think that they really want to be able to prove and go back out there and say, hey, we are the team in this division. There's been a ton of hype around the Texans this year and the Colts as well, as they both have 100% deserved their flowers for what they've done with very talent-poor rosters. But I think it's really time for the Jaguars to step up and say, hey, this is us. This is We're going to win this game, and I think they're going to win by a decent score. I definitely certainly I certainly think the Jaguars are the best team in the division, no doubt. But unfortunately, I think this is going to just be another week in the Jaguars sliding. We've seen some good teams slide this year. 49ers have slid. The Eagles are in the midst of a slide right now. I think the Jaguars, they've lost three in a row. I do think it will be four in a row here. And Lawrence, I think this is could be a situation where we say we wish we just would have sat him um, after he had that ankle sprain, that high ankle sprain. And I think this is not going to be a fun game for him. The Buccaneers really going to get after him on the defense. Baker Mayfield playing some good football. I think the Bucs do just enough to pull this one out here. And from there, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Chicago Bears. So who do you have in this barn-burning matchup? I have the Bears winning this one. And I do as well. Honestly, I think the Bears' record deceives them a little bit. I think they're really due for one here. They've played some really good games that they've lost in. And quite honestly, I think that defense has looked almost like a top-10 defense these past several weeks. And the offense has got a little bit of life as of late. Yeah, I'm really glad you brought up the defense there because they've been playing like absolutely a top 10 defense. I mean, that pass rush really gets after you. They have a dangerous secondary. We saw them pick off Flacco three times last game. This Bears defense is giving them a shot, which is great because they literally branded their last 50 years of their franchises on being a, a good defense and have, you know, in exchange for that, have had terrible offenses. So if you can't even do your defense well, then what are you? Just a, a bottom feeder. But. The Bears do have something that distinguishes them, at least, and it's a good defense. The Cardinals, a bit of a, I, you know, they don't have an identity at this point. I mean, we got Kyler Murray out there. Are we going to keep him? Is he going to be the guy for the future? We Do we have a run game? Not really. Do we have a defense? Not really. Our coach is questionable. Like, Bears at least have something to hang their hat on. We have a good defense, so I'm going to go with the Bears here. And from there, you got maybe the most intriguing matchup of the week, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Miami Dolphins. It's got double question here. Who do you think will win the game, and who do you think needs to win the game more? My answer will be the same for both of these questions, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. And I agree. Yeah, for me, Dallas, I think there is just so much more pressure on this team to be able to come out and win. And I think after getting smacked like they did by the Bills last week, they really got their tail between their legs and feel like they really need this. 
Yes, well, I agree on the first point. I think the Dallas Cowboys absolutely will win this game. On the second point, I would actually go with the Miami Dolphins. And the reason why is because the Dallas Cowboys have just come off playing the best football in the league for like two months straight. And the Dolphins are a team that all year we really have questioned if they can beat any good teams at all. And the Dolphins, they I mean, we know Dallas is not good on the road. I don't think the Dolphins can, can win a road playoff game this year, period. If Dallas loses this game, or if Dallas like ends up as the wild card, they're going to face an NFC South team. They're gonna they're gonna win a playoff game, and potentially two if they face Philly in the playoffs, because they can beat Philly and Philly. The Dolphins, I don't think they can beat Baltimore and Baltimore. I don't think they can beat Buffalo and Buffalo if they get a wild card. Nor do I think they can beat Kansas City and Kansas City. So I I would say Miami needs this win more personally, but I do think Dallas will win. And like you said, just a super interesting matchup. But I think this is going to be one again where you just saw the Cowboys team get absolutely gashed in the run game by James Cook. I think that's the opportunity to happen yet again with a very explosive run game from the Dolphins and players like A-Chain and Mozart could really go to town in this one. Yes, absolutely. You know that Mike McDaniels looked at that Bills game plan. He's got some really like magic potions cooking up in his lab for the Cowboys defense this game. I, I think it's going to be quite a high-scoring affair here. Should be a very fun one. Yes. And on to the, from there, we go on to what should be a little bit less of a fun one, the Patriots taking on the Denver Broncos. So who do you have winning this matchup? I have the Broncos winning this one. And I do as well. I think the Patriots score got a little inflated last week if you just look at the box score. Absolutely. Their, their game was really not close at all with the Chiefs. Yeah, it was not. I mean, that last interception there with the Tony drop, I mean, that kind of changed how like the Chiefs would have scored 30. And the Chiefs, they could have scored 30 at the end. That Andy Reid kind of had mercy on Bill Belichick. So this was easily a 30-point game from the Kansas City Chiefs. They really dominated. And the Patriots, yeah, obviously maybe the bottom feeder besides the Panthers in the league this year. Yeah, offense is absolutely awful. And yes. and I saw one of those one of the worst field goal attempts I have ever seen. I don't know if you if anyone else has seen the one I'm talking about. I believe it was like in the first quarter. But just an absolute miss. Like nothing affected it at all. It looked like the weather like was not even that bad. Like nobody blocked it, just absolutely terrible wide miss. One of those like this is our season moments. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the Broncos though, like this is this is their season. Like they have to win pretty much win out. They have a very low percentage to make the playoffs and it probably turns to almost zero with a loss here. You gotta have it if you're Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Yes, yes they do. And from there, we go on to AFC West battle between the Raiders and the Chiefs. So last time these two teams played, the Chiefs handed the Raiders their butts on a platter. Do you think it'll happen again? Yes, I do. And I do as well. Yes, we should see our typical Chiefs and Raiders game. Nice little blowout uh, as you celebrate your Christmas Day. (laughs) Yes. And I think that the Chiefs' like uh, world-ending thing is just a little bit overblown at this point. I think they really blow out the Raiders here, and they kind of put that a little bit more in the rear window. I know that loss to the Bills, I mean, it felt like the world was over for the Chiefs. Everything was crumbling. Their offense is terrible, but uh, not really. They're like 10th in yards on offense, 10th in points on offense. Like Chiefs have a good offense, guys. They do have a good offense. I know we like to, to crap on the receivers, and certainly that is an issue. I'm not downplaying that. But production-wise, yardage-wise, they're able to move the ball pretty well. And, yeah, obviously that defense is playing really well. So I'll take the Chiefs here pretty easily. 
Yes. And from there, you got the New York Giants taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who, my goodness, in a terrible slump. Do you think they get out of it with the win here? Yes, I do. And I do as well. And uh, I'll throw in Mark words again. I think, mark my words, I think that the Eagles will win by 10-plus points in this one. And we get a doubleheader Christmas massacre. Yes. And you've hit, I think you've made this prediction before, with the Niners, 10-plus points. And when they faced the Cowboys, and they, they won that. And then the Lions, 10-plus points. And you got that right. So you, you've been uh, locked in with these uh, these picks here with the blowout wins. And so I would I would agree with you on that. As well as a 20-plus point win for the Dolphins. For the Dolphins, the yeah. yeah. I've that every time so far I've predicted it. I'll see yes. if I can continue. But hey. I've just got the feeling that the, the Eagles, they really want to get back on track here. And no better team to do it than the team that they've blown out multiple times in the last calendar year of the Giants. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the Eagles need this. Like, they need – a win they just need something positive to happen it just really has feel has felt like like it's not like kind of the season is just coming coming crumbling down and unlike the chiefs i do think this has some merit so the eagles unlike you know teams we talk about like the chiefs the you know the you know they got all they struggles with the receivers the bills you know the inconsistent dolphins can't be good teams like the eagles have a unit on their team that is awful and it is their secondary, really their defense in general. But their secondary is filled with old players. You got Kevin Byard, you got James Bradbury. Like this is an old secondary, and they are atrocious. They are bottom five in almost every passing category in the league. They cannot stop anybody from throwing the football. They throw every team that faces them. They throw all over them. They are only set, like worse than the Commanders in their secondary, in my opinion. The Eagles really need to fix this, and I don't know that they can do it this late in the season. But, man, Eagles, you got to get back to playing some good football and start running it to keep the other teams on the bench. But I would definitely watch Philadelphia. My faith has definitely been shaken in them um, from the slump. What do you think? I mean, do you think this is something that they can overcome? Or do you think that this is really – they're showing us that they cannot really be a Super Bowl contender? I believe this is something that they are going to be able to overcome. I would say I don't believe they're going to make the Super Bowl. And I think they could even miss out on the championship game. I think they should be able to win a playoff game and still get some confidence back in them. Because I think we do know how good of a team that they can be overall. But I still think they're not going to sniff the Niners. And like they, teams like the Cowboys have been better than them. And I think maybe even the Lions have the potential to be, possibly. Yes, I would certainly agree. If the Eagles face the, the Lions today in Philadelphia or Detroit, I would not be confident that they could win that game. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Whereas maybe midway through the year, when midway through their gauntlet, I would have said, absolutely, Philadelphia is just a cut above Detroit at this point. But I think really the Niners are, first of all, a cut above everyone. And from there, I think probably I would say Dallas, maybe second best team in the NFC, and maybe then Detroit and Philly close. I don't know. But Philadelphia showed me some really concerning things and through the slump. And from there, you finish off the week with an absolutely stellar Monday night matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you have taken this game? I have the 49ers winning this one. And I do as well. So after what I believe will be the doubleheader massacre of the day, I think we're going to get what we all deserve and have a very nice Christmas night with what is going to be one of the best matchups of the year. Yes, Two really great defenses, two really great offenses here coming together on a Monday night game. 
49ers have absolutely dominated this year. They're averaging almost seven yards a play, which is insane. It really hasn't been done in this uh, modern era here. The 49ers just absolutely looking unstoppable on all in all phases of the game. I really am looking forward to this matchup, and I do think the Niners are the better team, and they will beat the Ravens. Could be a Super Bowl preview. Yeah, I mean, if they can put out a game against the Ravens like they've been doing recently, I think there'd be like there is absolutely no stopping the hype train. That would be the 49ers at that point. Like I don't know, last week come in here and say like the 49ers are going to destroy them. Like there's no other commentary. They did just that. Yes. Like I, I feel like that might even be understated at this point how good they have been. Yes, absolutely. And they're the team that I think everyone trusts the most at this point. They're the team that doesn't really have any weaknesses at all anywhere. And nothing that you could point to to say, oh, this might do them in. Like, no, they are just a very complete team, and it's Super Bowl or bust for the 49ers this year. 100%. And then from there, we go on to our underdog locks of the week. So last week, Scott got a win with picking the Panthers over the Falcons, and I lost picking the Cowboys over the Bills. So on the year, Scott is 4-10. and I am 3-11. and And Scott, what do you have this week for your underdog lock? So this week, my underdog lock of the week is going to be the Washington Commanders versus the Jets. So when I looked at the, all the underdogs this week, that was the game that first popped out to me. Well, it's like in the Commanders over the Jets. Like we talked about, the Jets have just had look extremely sad at this point. I mean, Commanders, I can't say, haven't looked sad as well the last few weeks. But like we mentioned, I think they do have some juice left in there. And I think Kyle should be able to outduel Zach Wilson, maybe. But, again, <laughs> just not a greatest game. But I think I see a number that I like quite well with the Commanders. Yeah, I really like that one, especially because Wilson being in concussion protocol, if he doesn't go, I think that's just even more reason to get on the Commanders train. But I will have to go with the Dallas Cowboys here over the Miami Dolphins. So Dak, last two and a half seasons, is undefeated 9-0 and when coming off a loss. So I believe the Cowboys are just a better team than the Dolphins. I believe the Dolphins are true frauds in terms of them being contenders. I have, I have no, they have no shot to make the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Cowboys absolutely do if the right things happen. And so I believe the Cowboys are going to be angry. They're going to come out and whoop the Dolphins. Very nice. And from there, we are going to move on to Rob's Fantasy Starts and Sets of the Week. So why don't you tell the folks how we did last week? I think there may have been some good ones in there. Yes, there absolutely was. We hit on three of them, and we had one stinker in there, but still a very good week. And I told you to start Kyron Williams. He ended up being the number six ranked running back, having 27 carries, 152 yards, and a touchdown on the ground. Also brought in five catches for your PBR stats. Kyron Williams really showing out last week. I also said to start Joe Flacco, and he finished as the number nine ranked quarterback. And if you did take my advice and start Flacco, you were a bit nervous to start the game, but he pulled through, totaling 374 yards and two touchdowns. And I told you to sit Gus Edwards. And this was the lone miss of the week as he finished as the 15th ranked running back, getting 58 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And then I told you to sit Derrick Henry, and this was a slam dunk prediction as he was the 70th ranked running back, really only ranked above running backs who didn't even play this week. 16 carries, 4 catches, 10 yards total, averaging half a yard, 10 total yards on 20 touches. So yeah, Derrick Henry, what a stinker of a performance. But this week, I will have some very surprising predictions looking to continue this streak. And I will tell you to start 
Derrick Henry against the Seattle Seahawks. So Henry is the king of running backs. He had a terrible week last week, having a quieter year this year, but I think he will bounce back. He only needs 116 yards to get his fifth straight 1,000-yard rushing season. And I believe that Mike Vrabel will feed Derrick Henry. He's going to really want to redeem himself. And I believe that the Titans will absolutely roll with Henry. Also, the fact that Tannehill might be in the lineup may be cause for them to run the ball more. They're also facing a Seattle defense who has been pretty good against the run game, but coming off a Monday night matchup, so less rest, I would start Derrick Henry. I would also start Rasheed Rice for the Kansas City Chiefs facing the Raiders. The last time he faced the Raiders, he had his biggest game of the year with eight catches, 170 yards, and a touchdown. It's crunch time right now for Kansas City. They have no time to play around anymore. Mahomes has got to go with who he trusts. He obviously doesn't trust Tony. Sky Moore is on IR. It's all about Kelsey and Rice, so start Rasheed Rice. I would also sit Gus Edwards again against the 49ers. So, Gus Edwards, you were the lone miss of last week, and you are going to have a bad week this week, I believe. So the 49ers allow the second-fewest rush yards to running backs. Edwards has never had a double-digit fantasy point game without scoring a touchdown. I do not believe that he will score a touchdown in this game. Don't be fooled by Keaton Mitchell not playing. Sit Gus Edwards in this game. And finally, I will also tell you to sit DeAndre Hopkins against the Seahawks. As I said before, I believe this is going to be a very run-heavy approach against Seattle. DeAndre Hopkins has had a very inconsistent uh, season this year, especially if Tannehill is playing. I don't really like Hopkins' upside. And Seattle has some good cornerbacks with Woolen and Witherspoon, so I would sit Hopkins. I like it. And from there, we got Scott's parlay of the week. So, Scott, how did you do last week? What do you have dialed up for week 16? So, last week, a couple of misses, going one for three and losing my parlay with the big boys with losses from the Eagles and Cowboys, of course. So, this week, we have got dialed up the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Dallas Cowboys. So, once again, getting the Cowboys at slight underdog numbers is something that I like a lot, as I certainly believe them as a better team than the Dolphins. Getting Jacksonville as the pick'em in a game that I really do believe that they're going to win and have a good score in. And then, finally, the Browns getting a lower number, again, but being favored versus Houston. There's some numbers that I like, and I think this will get you a very good payout if you were to bet this. So, for this week, bet on the money line, the Cleveland Browns, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Dallas Cowboys. Well, I like it. Looking to get back on track with your parlays, which have been mostly good on the year. I'd be all over that if I were you. And we thank you all for listening to this podcast. We appreciate your viewership. Feel free to like, follow, and subscribe. We are on all platforms. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. We are tuning in.